Welcome to Talent Hub Talk. I'm Ben Duncan, and on this podcast, I will be interviewing prominent and inspirational figures from both the local ANZ and global Salesforce Ohana. In today's episode, I'm joined by Meredith Stretz. Meredith is a freelance Salesforce administrator and manager based out of Kansas City. Through the episode, Meredith shares her journey from education to early career and then finding her way into the Salesforce ecosystem. Meredith talks us through the different challenges she has embraced, learning from being outside of her comfort zone, times of self-doubt, how she has progressed her skills and ways she looks to add value quickly when with a new customer or new employer. I really love Meredith's approach and I hope you enjoy listening to her story. If you do, please do subscribe for future episodes that are coming through. So Meredith, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I also need to say thank you to Christopher Hopper for making the intro. So yeah, great to have you on the show. Thank you so much, Ben. I really appreciate it. I'm excited to do this. And thanks to Chris. He always makes lots of introductions. Yeah, good guy. Good guy. He's been on the podcast a few times as well. So uh, always good to hear his views and uh, get his insight on the market over there. But today we're going to hear all about your views and your insight and your journey. So um, I guess a, a good place we like to start is looking back and uh, looking before you ever knew what Salesforce was and foresaw a journey in the Salesforce world, what you actually wanted to do and what you wanted to be when you were growing up. Yeah. So as a kid, I was really creative. Uh, my mom was an art teacher. My dad was an entrepreneur, dog trainer. So business world was kind of the last thing that I thought I would do. It was, you know, you take those quizzes in school and it always pushed me to kind of the creative world or the art. I always excelled in English. And so that was what I always thought I would do. But then one course I took in high school was an Adobe class. So Adobe Illustrator or um, InDesign. And in that class, I learned a lot about kind of how to follow technology and learning through a notebook. And so I think a lot of that was similar to Trailhead today. You know, you learn through following certain steps and then that kind of gives you that confidence that you can actually do the technology. So sure. kind of the last thing I thought... I would end up doing. So what was the goal then in the early days? Like, did you see yourself being an artist or was it like when you say creative, like what was the kind of career aspiration at that point? You know, photography was kind of the, the path I thought I would go down. I went into college and ended up studying marketing because that was kind of writing and some creativity there. So my first career ended up working at a rental company right out of college. It was the first company that would hire me that had a marketing role. I still remember the vice president telling me, you know, are you sure you want to work in equipment rental? You know, this isn't like a cool kind of company. It's not always the cool brand that everyone wants to work in. And I said, absolutely. I love marketing. You know, we'll make it work. And I'm so glad that I said yes and that they gave me a chance because it's kind of been that blue collar industry that I've stayed in for the last 10 years. Sure. Well, one thing um, from prior discussions with you, I think one thing I've gathered is that you do take opportunity, right? So if it's presented to you and 
you, you, you don't shy away from taking kind of potential opportunities that are going into the unknown. So we'll cover that a little bit, but you, you kind of landed in your first Salesforce role as well. That wasn't, as we've discussed, by design. So how did that come about? Because was it with the same company you joined in marketing? Yeah, it was. So this company, uh, luckily, the chief marketing officer was very visionary, and he was one of the first to invest in Salesforce across the company. I was in a region marketing role, and we realized that even though corporate kind of had their Salesforce rollout, the local reps really weren't taking to it. The adoption was pretty poor. And so they decided that they needed someone locally to kind of ride with the reps, learn what they did every day, and do a formal training and rollout. And so, you know, I was the new young kid. And so they said, you know, hey, Meredith, I think that you would be great at this. I want you to go out. I want you to get in the truck, get some field toe boots and a hard hat, ride with the reps figure out what they do every day, and then see how Salesforce can help them. And so I was really scared. You know, I didn't really know anything about the rental business from a practical every day in the life standpoint. And I was also pretty young and female and riding with mostly men that were twice my age. So it was, it was definitely trial by fire, you know, getting in the truck with reps and learning what they did every day. But with that, I learned so much. I learned the kind of words that they use every day. And so that kind of helped me establish credibility. I also learned kind of their pain points, hearing them complain about, you know, why do they have to use the Salesforce thing? You know, why does their district manager, you know, make them do this? All they want to do is sell. They don't want to be behind their computer. And so with that, I was able to kind of gather all of that and figure out what matters the most to them. And for them, it was, you know, selling, making more money. And so I found ways to write a curriculum that spoke to those pain points. And then whenever I wrote my curriculum, luckily enough, I had support from leadership to travel and deliver that training face-to-face. And our region ended up having the highest adoption out of any of the other regions. And so that kind of launched me into my first official Salesforce admin position. So your first step into Salesforce was in a training capacity. And then from there, it kind of rolled into being an administrator. Yeah. So it went from, you know, training from an end user standpoint, learning how the technology works completely on the front end. So never worked in the setup menu to going and working in a Salesforce admin title role. But really looking back at it, I was still very much in a support role. So answering end user cases, and then also doing kind of training documentation and rolling that out, you know, every other week through a video format throughout the company. So that, that I can imagine was quite an intimidating step into the world. Like, like you said, female working with people, double your age, predominantly male colleagues in an environment you'd kind of never been in before. That's easily an environment that a lot of people would feel daunted by and potentially, you know, pull back from. So how did you approach that? Because that was, I guess for you was half the battle of feeling comfortable to then be able to add value and, and, and build trust with the business. So what was your approach to kind of being seen as someone that knew what they were talking about when ultimately, I guess at that point, you you probably didn't know much about what you were talking about from a Salesforce perspective. 
Yeah, for sure. You know, I think I knew that these reps really weren't interested in Salesforce. So uh, they didn't want to know the detail. And so I was able to kind of learn that detail, read through the training documentation that came from corporate and kind of provide that subject matter expert role. I also, you know, developed that credibility by actually listening to them. A lot of the training that I noticed from corporate was, this is how you do it. Click this button, click this button. I took a different approach. Instead of just talking about just feeding them information, this is how we want you to do this. I actually listened to them, heard what they wanted out of the system, and I spoke to their pain points. So, you know, kind of using two ears, one mouth, it's not just this is how the technology works. It's actually understanding this is how your day is, what's your day in the life, and then this is how your technology can kind of supplement that. And I think whenever I took that approach, plus just building those personal relationships, luckily I had the support and time to do that. That was, those are both really beneficial in, in, you know, establishing that credibility and us being so successful. Sure. So uh, let's talk about self-doubt for a moment, because I saw your post on LinkedIn where you, you spoke about like your advice to your younger self. And there are a few things mm-hmm. in there, you know, that perhaps you'd have done differently or you'd have, you'd have taken a different view because of what you know now. So did you ever, through your career, have you ever doubted your ability to pick things up and, and to, I guess, execute and deliver what's expected of you in your role? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I remember really early in my career, before I even stepped to the Salesforce role, I was asked to do VLOOKUPs in Excel, and I just didn't get the hang of it. And I had a pretty tough boss who wrote me up for it. And, you know, I kind of looked at that as, well, I'm just not smart enough for this. But luckily, he supported me and provided a plan for me to take an Excel class. So, you know, that was one instance. I also really doubted myself whenever it was time for me to move to Arizona and take that corporate job doing Salesforce support, you know, knowing that I was the least experienced on the team. And I just knew that I kind of had that hunger to do something more. You know, I, I spoke to as a kid, you know, I lived in the country. I never lived in the city and I always had that dream of being a career woman, it's just always been something in my heart. And so that's always pushed me every next step. I remember whenever I walked into a role where I walked away from training and it was doing more configuration work, doing that configuration work, I always had this perception that Salesforce admins just kind of knew things and that they were just smart and that they just kind of knew things based on experience and actually facing that scenario in an org. And it took me a while to understand that admins, a lot of times don't know a lot of things, they Google things. And so that was, that was one thing that was kind of surprising to me. And I kind of caught on to that after a while. I also faced self-doubt, even walking into my current role, you know, going in to be an independent consultant and, you know, being told, well, in this role, you're going to work for a company and be in a management role. I thought, who am I to be a manager? You know, I never saw myself in that way, but I think in some ways that's kind of, I'm very humble. And so I think that's endearing to people. I don't overestimate myself. And so I think 
you know, thankfully the roles I take, they are challenging, but I try harder because I want to make sure that I can prove that I can do the job. Sure. You seem to have never really taken a step back from a challenge, which is great. So I know that you moved from the vehicle rental space into banking. I did, which yeah. couldn't be much different, right? So um, again, a lot of people kind of shy away from industries they don't know or or challenges that they might not feel that they can make. What was kind of behind that career decision to make that? Com- like you, you, like you said, you'd been working out wearing a hard hat and and um, still toe cap boots to then go into a, a, a banking environment, which I can imagine was very different. So what what was behind the thinking of that move? Yeah, so luckily it was just a referral from a friend. So I think, you know, with every one of these changes, it's been, you know, what do I trust? What do I know? And a lot of times it's that relationship. You know, I know someone someone at the company, they say really great things about it. And so I think, you know, if they love being there and it's worth me making that jump, because at least I know that one person there. And then at that point, I knew Salesforce. So I thought, you know, I can apply my Salesforce knowledge at a new company, I can take that jump. You know, one of the great things about being admin certified and going through those slow steps, because when I look back at my career, I think I made very slow steps. I went from training to support to basic admin and now going into kind of a consultant management role. You know, taking those slow steps, you're at a point where you can step into any uh, Salesforce environment and you know the basics. So you know the lay of the land and how it works. And so that's what made me kind of jump to that new role. Yeah, that's interesting because we speak to a lot of people that are so, they're so keen to get the job title rather than, than taking the, the, the natural step, right? So had you gone from being a trainer into a senior admin role, then it would have probably been quite, uh, especially if you'd have moved industries as well, but you, you, you took gradual steps that have enabled you to feel confident and comfortable. And then like a challenge, like moving industry into a completely different environment isn't, doesn't seem like such a huge step. Yeah. I mean, it's not for everybody. You know, some people want to go really fast and they, they do great. And I'm really happy for them. I think for me, I just really wanted to make sure that I had the foundation And I'm so glad for me that I took that slow path because I have compassion now for everyone who's in those other roles. So, you know, I manage a team of support ladies and and gentlemen. And so I have compassion for them. I know exactly the kind of challenges that they face and I can coach them on those things, especially, you know, also working with our trainers. You know, I understand that they're hearing the complaints from the end users. And, and so I can talk to them about those things. And, you know, the configuration team, you know, whenever I'm playing kind of a business analyst role at the current company, as well as management, when I hand off requirements to that configuration team, I know how much work goes into building. And, you know, if you don't get the right requirements, how that can totally change their solution and add hours to their day. And, and so um, I think that gives me empathy for the different different people. Sure. So having now moved into a management role, are you really focusing on not losing those skills of configuration as well and staying on top of things like that so that you can keep on top of, you know, being able to add value to that team when you are handing off a requirement and, and knowing what they're capable of? 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's definitely one of my concerns. I, I have a mentor. Um, his name's Terry Miller. Uh, he's Terry's tidbits and he's in the community. And he, I've talked to him about that, you know, just the concern with, you know, hey, I, I'm playing this kind of business analyst slash management role. How do I make sure that I stay current? And, you know, his advice is you can be close enough to understand what was built. You know, you're, you're talking, you're having those conversations. And so for me and just my personal path, I realized that I'm happiest and I'm most engaged whenever I'm with the business and I'm kind of thinking through what are those real requirements beyond just adding a field to the page. And so to me, like that's the best place to be. I just love both sides. I'm also continuing to pursue my certifications. So I want to continue to go down that path so I understand what the latest functionality is. And I also earn the respect of the configuration team. So you know, I'm not just gathering this pie in the sky, hey, can Salesforce do this? I'm actually mentally thinking through what the possible solutions are. And then when I hand those off, I say, hey, you know, I'm kind of thinking this, what do you think? And they can kind of say, well, you know, this is why I would do this. And I can follow what they're saying versus I think if you were a BA with no Salesforce experience, it's just kind of going over your head and you're like, oh, I trust them to do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I I find the, the BA role um, intriguing because you do get some BAs that have no interest in learning how to do configuration. And to me, that sounds crazy because like there's so many options out there like Trailhead, right? Spend a few hours on Trailhead and you can pick up the basics. And um, it just seems short-sighted that people wouldn't want to know what the, the, the team that are building the requirements they're handing over are doing. Exactly. Yeah. I just think it makes you so much better if you understand, and you know, from all, all sides. Sure. So um, you mentioned something earlier, which I found interesting in that you thought admins knew everything. And then you realized, right, no one knows everything. And there's always going to be stuff that, that you don't know for people, because I think especially junior people feel that they have to show that they know everything or they have to have to demonstrate that they know as much as they know, and therefore can sometimes struggle when they don't know something and, and a user comes to them and asks the question, how do you get comfortable with not knowing it and, and managing someone's expectations and saying, you know, I don't know the answer, but I'm going to come back to you or, or like, how do you deal with that situation? So you're talking about with your in front of an end user and they're kind of putting you on the spot. Yeah, yeah. Just um, I guess for, for people that maybe because because a lot of people, I think if you look at an interview as well, if, if someone is asked a question in an interview and they don't know the answer, a lot of the time people aren't comfortable saying, I don't know. Um, a lot of the time people in an interview try and give an answer and it's wrong <laughs> and it looks worse than if they just said, actually, I don't know, but here's the steps I'm going to take to find out. So um, is that something you just found yourself, you were quite comfortable being honest with users? Or did you have to learn to kind of manage expectations and, and be honest and, I guess, genuine? You know, I think when I looked through my career, a lot of times it was early on, oh, well, let me ask the corporate Salesforce team, you know, when I was in training. And then it was, oh, let me ask my senior admin, you know, and then the conversation whenever I was a solo admin at the bank was, uh, yeah, thank you. Let me look into this. And then I had another team that I could kind of talk to. And so now the conversation is, you know, yeah, thank you so much for that. I'm glad that you let me know about that. Um, let me look into that. 
and just kind of leave it at that. I think it's impossible in the Salesforce world to know everything. It's almost like the more the the more that you know in Salesforce, the more you realize you don't know, because there's so many galaxies, as as I describe it. You know, when I walked into Salesforce initially, it was kind of sales and service cloud, and now there's all these different clouds. You know, the good thing is that you kind of have this network within the Ohana that you can reach out to and ask questions and um, usually there's someone who's really technical that's glad to share their knowledge, uh, whether it's within your company or, you know, virtually. So that's always been a great thing to have. Yeah. Yeah. I think people just need to accept and understand that no one knows everything and it's okay not to know. Uh, and yeah, I, I really wish people in an interview were more honest sometimes because I think sometimes we will have clients will interview a candidate and they, they don't know the answer, but they, they try and guess that. And then the client would have hired them if they were just honest and said, like, I've never worked with that before, but I'm going to go away and find out. So yeah, I think it's it's good to, for people like yourself to say, sometimes you just don't know because then more junior people also feel comfortable saying it. Absolutely. And, you know, sometimes I'll talk to on the technical team and I'll just say, you know, if they start talking more, I say, hey, I'm thinking this is more of a development conversation. You know, this is more of a coding kind of thing. That's not really my expertise you know, and just being honest, like you say, it's always the best policy for sure. Definitely. I think another thing so, is, uh, what are your, what are your selling points? You know, I think for me, my selling point and what I think has made me good in my career hasn't been, I'm the smartest, I'm the most technical. It's been kind of my soft skills. Yeah, absolutely. So when you go into a new environment, what are some of the the quick wins that you look for to like now, now that you do have, you know, you're not going back into that out on the road in the with your, your hard hat on, but you're in an environment where you are seen to be, you know, the the, the expert and uh, the SME. What do you look to do in a new environment to, to gain um, trust or to, to get quick wins and, and show your value quickly? I think, you know, initially it's figuring out how the organization is laid out. Who are the key players? You know, there's usually technical people. There's people who are, you know, maybe executives, people who have a lot of influence. A lot of it's just early on attending as many meetings as you can, talking to different people, just kind of being a sponge and uh, unassuming, asking questions, learning the language is really important. So um, there's a lot of acronyms in business at every industry. And so kind of keeping notes and I think initially kind of keeping these observations in the back of your head and you know, for me, you know, my current role, it was kind of creating a slide deck. Uh, I did a 30, 60, 90 day plan. Whenever I started this company, no one asked me to do it, but it was just, I think it was within the first month I wrote this plan. And I said, you know, this is what I think are the problems. And this, these are my solutions. And, you know, I went in there and they actually, I, I presented this to my supervisor, his supervisor, and they really appreciated that I had a plan and solutions. Um, they kind of laughed a little bit. They said, I think you're a little bit too ambitious here. But, you know, they, they appreciated that I actually kind of saw things similar to them. And, and going through and presenting this plan, it was me being humble. Again, it wasn't, I'm going to come here and fix all your problems. It was, hey, these are some of the things that I think I can help you with. You know, would you like me to address any of these? Yeah, I think that's amazing. I think um, like 
just being proactive, I think is key, right? And I think if if you start a new role and you're just waiting to be told what to do and waiting for for tickets to come in or, or whatnot, then you're always on the back foot because you, know, you, you aren't able to make a real impact if all you're doing is solving a problem that comes to you. Whereas if you're proactive and you look for ways that things could be done better and are humble and, and you're not uh, coming in and saying, look, I'm going to overhaul this whole thing in, in three weeks. And uh, what, what have you been doing for the last five years? This is awful. But just addressing some, some pain points that you've identified. Um, it's just an amazing way to start a, a new role. Absolutely. So what, what keeps you excited then about the Salesforce world and, um, and what are you, are you passionate about in the ecosystem right now? Oh man, so many things, so many things. I'm trying to think uh, what I'm most passionate about. I'm so excited that Salesforce is always releasing new functionality. So, you know, some of my friends that are working other industries, you know, for accounting, for example, it's just kind of the same thing every day. And with Salesforce, it's always something new. I like the challenge of winning over people who don't really like technology or they say they're not very technical or they're not really understanding how Salesforce will solve their problems. I also really love that uh, Salesforce allows you to be a leader. You know, you're impacting the business directly. It's not, you know, hey, you are payroll or, I mean, that's kind of a big deal too, but you actually get to be right in the middle of a lot of decisions. You know, a lot of times you're talking to people who are executives at a company. And so that's just really exciting to me to be part of business and kind of the future direction of where a company's going. Yeah, nice. So um, in your view, is it better to, to stay within your comfort zone or push yourself outside of your comfort zone in this ecosystem? Oh, for sure. I mean, what else would I say? Like always push yourself outside your comfort zone. I think a big thing though is knowing your strengths. So when I talk to uh, kind of the people that are new to Salesforce that I supervise, I ask, well, what do you, what do you like? Do you kind of like the reporting? Do you like talking to the end users? Do you like support? You know, what's your favorite thing? And a lot of times they really aren't sure. And so they kind of want to be that generalist. And so I think that's okay to do that for a while. But whenever you get further in your career, you kind of realize like, what are your strengths? For me, it's not going to be building and troubleshooting a flow, for example, where I'm happiest and where I really excel is playing more of that business analyst role or management strategic role, understanding, you know, what a company's problems are, and then trying to find solutions and translating that to the technical team. Yeah, nice. And, and for, for people, because there has been elements of doubt early on in your career and, and when you've taken steps, and what, what's your message to other people that are maybe trying to find their feet in the self-source ecosystem and struggling, or uh, not, it's not moving as quickly as they would like in their progression? Yeah, I definitely feel for them. I remember trying to make that jump from answering cases every day to wanting to do more of the configuration side and just feeling like, well, you know, what do I have to do? And so for me, studying for the ADM cert wasn't exactly what I wanted to do, but I knew that that was going to open up a lot of doors for me. And so even though I did a full day of work, on the weekends or at night, I would study for that certification. Another thing that I did was I got in the Salesforce, Ohana and the ecosystem. I met other professionals who were, you know, wanting to grow and were really hungry to learn more. So 
I had like a Salesforce Saturday that I attended in Houston with Becca Miller and I did a trailhead study group with uh, Anya Johnson and, you know, just, just people who are maybe a little more experienced at Salesforce that I can kind of look up to and developing relationships with them. I think another thing that's kind of new now that wasn't around when I was trying to break in is there's a lot of Salesforce support roles. So the larger your company, the you can only have so many people that do that configuration side. And that's great if that's what you want to do. But I think there's an untapped market for Salesforce support roles. And a lot of times companies aren't even requiring a certification to get in that role. So that's, you know, answering cases, working with end users, training, working with the business. And those kind of roles are excellent because you learn directly by working with the users, how they use that technology and you're training them, you're figuring out what their problem is. You're learning, okay, so tell me, what are you doing You know, when you start your day, in the middle of your day, at the end of the, your day? How are you inserting Salesforce into this? And I think those roles, I mean, I have a bias because that's how I started, but I think those are the best training grounds for being an awesome admin. Um, because you're, you're not just going straight into, I'm IT, this is how it works. I'm just going to build it this way. You can say, hey, is this realistic? Are people actually going to do this? And so um, I think I would really push for people to go try to find that kind of role. And then, of course, you know, using your existing connection. So just talk to people. You'd be surprised how many people know a company, you know, Salesforce is becoming more and more popular. Um, you know, oh yeah, I, I don't have any Salesforce roles, but I'll talk to my friends. I said, oh yeah, I know a guy who works for a sales company. Let me find out if he has a suggestion. So um, just using that network. And then, you know, if your current company uses Salesforce, just go the extra mile, you know, show up on time, think ahead, you know, think, if you work for someone, think, oh, what do we need to do next week? Why don't I take notes after this meeting and distribute to everybody? Just those little extra things that I think will make you stand out. And again, just socializing within your company that you're looking for a Salesforce role. I think all of those things go a long way. Yeah, especially on the point about people um, that are already working for a company where uh, they have Salesforce, because Typically, if you know the business, then you're halfway there. Like if you understand the acronyms and the, the terminology and because picking up the technology is actually, you know, with all of the, the, the available tools now, it's easier to do that than sometimes it is to get your head around the industry and understanding who the players are in that space and things like that. So showing your passion is you know, half the battle in, in getting an opportunity within the same company you're in and making that move. Absolutely. So um, if people want to reach out and pick your brains or ask any advice, where's the best place to, to find you? I think uh, LinkedIn, just look me up. So it's Meredith Gretz, and I'll be glad to connect there. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. I've really enjoyed the chat. And uh, thanks again to Chris for connecting us. And uh, all the best with, uh, with the new business, the new venture and the new role and stepping into uh, to future challenges. Thank you, Ben. Thank you for listening to another episode of Talent Hub Talk. If you're enjoying the podcast, we'd love it if you could subscribe and also leave a short review. Um, we're keen for this podcast to reach as many people in the Salesforce ecosystem as possible.